Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mess Hall Podcast this week. Our guest is Jess Solomon. Had a great conversation, really enjoyed it. Sorry about the audio, it's a little bit noisy in the background, we were having coffee, and you know what? It was still a great conversation. Have a listen, enjoy. Make sure you follow us on iTunes, um, I'd really like that. Leave a five-star review if you like it. You know, write a review. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I know Instagram, I don't have much stuff up there. But, you know, follow along. Thanks a lot. Hey, so welcome Jess Solomon to the podcast today. Thank you. Uh, great to have you here. I'm really excited about this. Me too. So, um, downtown getting some coffee and, you know... Do you always drink espresso, or is this just to get you going? <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely an espresso drinker. I'm, I'm not a coffee snob, though. Like, I'm down to get a, a filter coffee. My wife um, is, uh, she makes espresso in the morning. We've got a pretty solid machine now. I don't mean to brag too much, but it, um, we have the, um, one of the Belle, Belleville, I don't know, anyway, it doesn't matter what the brand is. I don't need to promote, they're not sponsoring <laughs> But it's, like, has the... You put the beans in and it grinds it okay. for that espresso. Nice. Um, but I used to drink like the, the filter coffee. It depends, like I don't know. Yeah, there are different different relationships and different points in my life uh, where I had different coffee. But now it's like it's pretty much always espresso, which I realized, or she told me, and I believe her, that espresso has less caffeine than an espresso has less caffeine than a like a cup of. Coffee. I'm gonna to have to take your word on it. <laughs> it seems wrong. Yeah. It doesn't seem to make sense. But um, she can. But that's what she tells me because I sometimes think she drinks too much espresso. And yeah. She's like, no, it's like it's less than a, than a filter <laughs> coffee. And so it's yeah. My wife used to do that too. She had the big espresso machine, but now she just usually drinks coffee. I think it's convenient in the morning where she can just set the program and, and it it's just, yeah. ready to go for her in the morning before she goes. So. No, to wake up and smell it. I mean, I've conveniently not learned how to use this espresso machine. <laughs> I knew the old one, so now she has to. Uh, she has to. I mean, yeah, that sounds abusive. Almost. She has to bring my coffee in the morning, but she does sweetly bring me uh, it in bed, so it's easy for me to get <laughs> Well, I think if it came down to it, I'd have to make my wife coffee because I don't know if I'd want to put up with her. Without coffee? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do need it. And I usually have one in the afternoon, too. Okay. Yeah. Just keep you going. Keep yeah. it normal. Yeah. I have gotten um, out of the habit of using sugar, so I don't have sugar in it anymore, but I do have some, a little bit of milk. But I don't do, like, the big latte with my kind of stuff anymore, yeah. So do you, like, do you ever try honey in it or anything? I haven't done that, no. Now I'm just, like, used to, like, just having the coffee. I do like the mocha. Like, if you're drinking the hot chocolate, I do, like, the, the hot chocolate. Um, coffee mix. Okay. That's like a, a little treat sometimes in the afternoon. Yes. Pick me up. Yeah. So, yeah. what does food mean to you? Is it just fuel, or do you like gather with friends and have a nice meal, or go to a restaurant? I uh, food's a big part of my life. I'm definitely not one of those people that ever forgets to eat. I definitely don't um, eat as a yeah as a fuel. Okay. For like, yeah, it's not. I don't think of it as fueling the body, really. Maybe I should. It does, um, but I just. Um, I guess for me, part of it is a cultural. Um, some of it is travel related. I think it's a great way to discover a place. Um, I think it's a great way to just, like learn about a different culture. Um, 
it's a big part of uh, celebrating holidays. I'm Jewish, so like food is like essential part of, of like cultural and you know religious. Well, not religious, but the, the cultural aspect of the holidays. And um, and yeah, I go on the road and I like to discover fun places to eat wherever I am. Um, and I do dinner parties sometimes. Nice. Yeah. So what kind of, do you cook at your dinner parties or is, that, is it a combo? Uh, I'm definitely more the chef. She can cook, but it's not her strong suit. She's a big foodie. She's obsessed with food, but she's, um, she's not, uh, she's not natural. <laughs> she's not a natural, <laughs> she's not a natural in the kitchen, so, um. So it's mostly up to me. I'm not like a huge cook. Like I don't have necessarily the patience, but every once in a while I get motivated and I'll um, I'll get some recipe that I haven't made before and I'll, I'll go for it. And I have to say, like even I'm pretty good like the first time out okay. with a recipe. Yeah. So you look for a recipe. Yeah. Do you look at the picture first, or do you have an idea in mind? Like I want to make something with tofu, or you see lemongrass at the grocery store. Do you, how do you get your inspiration to cook? Um, usually, it's uh, not that I'm in the grocery store and I see lemongrass. I mean, that would be a cool. That would put me on another level. I think where I'm like, ooh, this looks fresh. What could I make with this? You know, um, or the grocery. This, you know, I have a good relationship with the grocer, and he's told me that this is, you know, just come in. I'm not like at that level for sure. Um, but um, some things, it's like I've had them and I want to recreate them. I guess that's mostly it. Something that I've had somewhere. Um, that I want to that I want to recreate, and then I like just Google. Unless this is like something. Um, so there's Peruvian food is one of my favorites. My mom's from Peru, and so I've I've asked you know I've gotten recipes from her, or just you know sort of gotten some some advice on how to make certain things uh, from her, and then like you know also with the combination of googling random ceviche yeah. or uh, arroz con pollo or. Yeah. So did you grow up there, or Peru? No, um, I grew up in Canada in Montreal, but I did, um, and also yeah, I'm from Montreal, so that like it automatically makes you like a food person. Yes, um, it's impossible not to be a food person, really, if you come from Montreal. Um, and Peru, I just went, um, I, like we went every year when I was a kid, when my grandparents were around, and, and then over the years a little bit less. But um, I've gone there many, many times over the years, and. I'm, I'm obsessed with the food, and it's, it took a long time for people to catch on to Peruvian cuisine, but it's really one of the most um, sophisticated of the Latin American yes. cuisines, I think. I, everyone should try to find, if you have the Peruvian restaurant in your city. I'm going to have to go try to find it. Maybe not in Calgary, I don't yeah. know if you, or, or look up some recipes, and um, yeah. I can recommend you some stuff. Okay. Yeah, ceviche is an easy one. Maybe you've had that in other places. Yes. But the Peruvian one is, is the best. But I don't know if you could get the right spices in you Calgary. Know, you never know what you can find. I, there are so many small stores that I find are popping up that are so so much dealing with their own culture. Yeah. That it's exciting. And every time I go in there, like it doesn't matter which one. It seems like the people in there are really nice, and they really want to promote their own food culture. Yeah. So they're really helpful and. Here, try this or try that. If you have this dish, you have to have this spice with it. So yeah. I find that exciting. So if I find that Peruvian place, maybe I'll go there and try to find some new and exciting stuff. I always like to try anything new for me is exciting. So, yeah. Um, I would tell you that the main spice is called, uh, there's one called ají, 
and there's different kinds of ají. It's A J I, and then there's a spice called rocoto, and they're both uh, like R O C O T O, and those would be the the main uh, the main spices. But there's also like they have so many varieties of things that don't exist elsewhere, like different so many different kinds of potatoes, um, and yeah, anyway, fruits. And, do you find different regions of Peru make different things? Oh my god, Peru's like so three. It's like three countries in in one because you've got the you've got the beach area, which is um, the main area of like food that you would know as Peruvian food, and then in the mountains, like around Machu Picchu and the Andes, there's they don't have the same kind of uh, produce, and it's a different climate. And then the jungle, who knows what they eat? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So. That's a main type of your food, or like it's a big part of your life. Did your grandmother always make those dishes that were just so culturally based? And do you miss anything like that? Do you miss um, your mother or grandmother's cooking? My mom is a great cook, but she's especially a great baker. So we always had a lot of delicious bakers. I mean, she was so good that when we were having a fundraiser in high school, there was an auction, and one of the auction items was one cake a month from my mom. Oh, nice. And so some of them were uh, Peruvian type of desserts, but um, otherwise just sort of, I mean, regular type of cakes. Um, but uh, my grandmother's, you know, I always remember having dinners at their house. I can't remember if they were the main cook or they had somebody oh, okay. in the kitchen helping them. Um, that goes for both my grandmothers, my <laughs> Canadian grandmother and my uh, Peruvian grandmother. Um, but my mom definitely... Uh, is a, I mean, I was in the kitchen with her a lot, and mostly baking, and I had, you know, she had an apron, and I had, like, the mini version of her apron, and I, but with baking, it's it's so, it's a different thing, you know, like, it's so specific, and the measurements are so important, and she would mess up, and, like, I would be, like, hanging out and excited for her to mess up, whatever the baked good was, because then I would get to eat it, because we'd have to start again, and, yeah, so definitely a, a very family relationship with, with cooking, especially baking with my, with my mom. I love showing my son how to bake. And what do you guys make? Well, a couple of weeks ago we made a spice chocolate cake, which was which was awesome. Is that I mean, like a Mexican chocolate? Yeah, yeah, it had like cayenne pepper in it. Yeah, yeah. I put a tablespoon, what I call for a teaspoon of cayenne okay. pepper. So I was trying to pick up little pieces of cayenne pepper, but I, I felt it could have used more cayenne pepper. So I'm kind of disappointed that I tried to get some of it out. And, and my son really enjoyed it. He likes spicy foods, so... Was he okay with it? That's a very sophisticated thing for a kid to have uh, chocolate with um, with spice, because usually you think they would want it. just plain chocolate, you know? Well, I think he was excited to bake, and usually it doesn't matter what we're cooking. Yeah. He wants to help out, and he likes, like I said, he likes spicy yeah. this, and yeah, so it was really good to get him in the kitchen. I always like to get him in. Um, we've been trying to do more baking lately because okay. I've got a rave from that at home where I don't bake as much. He has a, he has an egg and nut allergy, so I used to oh make no, ice cream a lot. Yeah, I guess that's so common with kids. Yeah, so now I'm trying to get back into it and bake more with him, especially okay because I don't want him to grow up and not be able to bake or cook. And, yeah, egg is a big part of um, it is of baking. Yeah, but the fun part of that is trying to find. What's good is a substitute. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that's what vegans are up to, right? Yeah. And that's what I look up as a lot of vegan recipes. Yeah. Is because there's no eggs in there. Yeah. I've gone out another surprising ingredient that I use in that is balsamic vinegar. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I see that there's vinegar used as a leavening agent in some cakes, but I've never used 
balsamic vinegar, so uh, when I saw that recipe, I got really excited. Was it good? It was. It was, yeah. it was really good. And like I said, it could use a little bit more spice, but... Okay. Um, oh, wait, the balsamic was in the chocolate, the yeah. spice chocolate? Oh, yeah. okay. So, I thought it was really good. It was, it was, and it was fun to make. Yeah. Um, and um, Super Bowl Sunday, my son and I always cook. We make a big sandwich, and we made a big cupcake, and I have a big cupcake pan, okay. almost a foot high when we finish oh it. Oh my god, that's so fun. And it had a, just a regular chocolate cake, and it was a root beer buttercream frosting on it, Wow! so that was really exciting. We both enjoyed making that. Yeah. Well, he, How old is he? He's 12. Okay. So he's right at that age when he wants to get in there and yeah. makes a mess with me. The kitchen is never clean after we leave. Now the rule is I have to clean it. My wife will have She'll get mad if I leave it in the mess. Does she cook? Yeah, we, we both met at cooking school. Years oh my ago. God, okay. And so we met there and then I went off cooking and then she went to baking school after that. So okay. We de- both definitely have a love for it. That's awesome. And now my son has a love for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just really fun. It's really good. That's a, a whole family affair. Yeah, so... You just have one, you have one son? I have one okay. son. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, do you guys watch uh, those, the kids on the Food Network type stuff? Um... I've watched a few. They're, like, so intense. Like, these kids are so precocious. I can't... They're, yeah. I got rid of cable about three years ago, so I don't oh, watch it. Oh, good for anymore. you. Okay. But what we do is we'll watch a lot of YouTube videos. And, okay. Um... There's some really good shows on there. Some of us and I will watch, like, just YouTube shows almost. Yeah. Just some of the cooking. We've watched a ton of barbecue shows over the last month or two. Okay. Yeah, so we're both looking forward to summer because I I want to get him out there and set up the smoker again for the summer and smoke some brisket or... Oh, I love brisket. Um... Do, uh, what do you, because if you're wearing a t-shirt that looks like a shawarma type of... Oh, uh, yeah. oh it's a band. Like, oh, it's a band. Yeah. Okay, electric things, okay. Yeah, so... Okay, so unrelated. When I saw this, this shirt, yeah. particularly. Yeah, right. you're like, it's bringing everything together, food and the band that I it like. Is. And, it is. It um, is. I get excited when I hear a podcast and they use an electric six song on it. It's, mm-hmm. It just makes my day a whole bunch of bread. Oh, nice. And do you, uh, do you watch any comedy cooking shows on YouTube? I feel um, like there's a couple like Drunken Kitchen and uh, I used to watch Epic Meal Time a lot. That was, oh yeah, that right, was those fun. guys. Um, I forgot about that. That was that was insane. They would eat like the craziest yes. stuff. Yeah. And then I started showing my son those videos, so he liked them as well. He, he thought it was really funny, especially when he was younger and then seeing them build a lasagna with burgers and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's gonna blow someone's mind for sure. That age. We started watching uh, Bert Kreischer. He has a cooking show, Bert and Bert or something. Okay. I forget get the exact name. So we watched those together. Food is a big part of our lives. Yeah. Whether it's cooking or watching shows. Yeah. Almost what you said. Like, I know you, I said about brisket. You said you love brisket. I know that's a big part of the Jewish community. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's definitely up there in the, the main Jewish foods. Um, yeah, no, and in Montreal, I mean, I, smoked meat was a big thing um, for me, you know, that I miss. I'm in New York now, so it's like, there is also that culture of Jewish deli, but it's slightly different from the um, Jewish Montreal uh, deli culture because 
the same group of Jews that came from Eastern Europe and brought like the same cuisine, but you know, one of them developed in New York and the other one developed in Montreal. And in Montreal, there's, I think it's the French influence that like kind of refined it a little bit. So like our bagels are, are you know, different from the New York bagels. I just think they're, everything's a little bit more, well, smaller and a little bit more delicate and, and a bit for my palate anyway, like, yeah, a little bit more refined and more delicious. Um, so I, I do do the, the, the jelly stuff in, in New York, but it's, uh, it doesn't compare. And I, I see a catcher's other big sandwich show on the internet or on YouTube of like the Jewish deli contestant in New yeah. York. Yeah. And it looks more meat than sandwich and yeah. almost. And it looks intense. Yeah. I'll put it that way. And I, I'm a really big eater and I like food. Yeah. I think it looks like a little bit too much even for me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'd like the smaller, more flavorful portion. I, I think I'd recommend, yeah, smoking in Montreal where they're, you know, um, they have corned meat and what's the other one that they call it? Pastrami. Pastrami. Yes. Pastrami is a better one out of the two. Uh, it's more similar to smoked meat. But yeah, I don't know. It's just it's not it's not quite it's not quite on the same level. I, so yeah, I do miss that stuff in Montreal for sure. So what kind of foods do you go for now? Like what do you what, what do you go for in New York? I mean, look, New York is pizza. Yes. I mean, it's just it's also that just those even then you can't go wrong with pizza. Just even like the ninety nine cent slice. Yes. Because it's always. It's always coming out fresh, and it's always thin, because there's just such a volume of people that are buying pizza and on the streets all the time that the pizza is always coming out fresh. So that's been a very big thing and very challenging for me to avoid, <laughs> you know, eating so much pizza because it's really like comes when it comes down to it, it's like my favorite thing. And, um, and it's just, you're, I'm always out doing comedy, I'm always walking the streets, and there's always just fresh pizza in my face. Like, in Montreal, there wasn't, like, those, you know, on the street, there's, if you pass, like, sometimes, you know, a, a, one of these, like, you know, $2, $3 pizza slice places um, in certain parts of town, you maybe you get, maybe you happen upon the fresh one coming out of the oven, but chances are, like, it's been sitting there for a little while, and yeah. it's reheated, and, you know, it's not the same. Not a little pizza wheel. Or... Yeah. It's just like the, the volume of people. There's only so much that could be like coming out at any one time. And in New York, it's kind of like endless. So pizza's definitely big. Um, I had a pizza that, um, speaking of brisket, it was like a Jewish Hawaiian pizza. I don't like Hawaiian pizza usually, but it was a, it's a place called Polly G's it's, uh, in Brooklyn. It's, a, it's not a 99 cent place. It's like a, a place you sit down and order a, a pizza. Um, but yeah, it was it was pineapple and um, like shredded brisket that was kind of crispy, like on oh. top, and uh, instead of uh, ham. That sounds delicious. It was ridiculous. I think about that pizza at least <laughs> once a week, if not more. Yeah. Um, so that that was a highlight. I like uh, my wife and I like explore a lot of Arabic Arabic food. Um, we like our Jewish stuff. Um, she's she's a she's a, she's a, a Palestinian uh, Muslim woman. So um, yeah, so we have a lot of Arabic stuff. She's introducing a lot of stuff. Um, so yeah, Peruvian Arabic. Um, I love Japanese. I love Italian, um, Mexican. 
almost anything. Everything. I'm trying to think what I don't like. I guess I and I. This is maybe wrong to say as a Montreal, but there's some like weird French food that I can't get into, like just the the organ stuff. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I've, I've like tried intestines them. and the yeah, yeah, that kind of in, yeah, that yeah. stuff I can't really. Yeah, I can't get behind that. I like I said, I've tried them and I just don't enjoy them. And yes, just. Maybe it's the thought of them sometimes. The yeah. same as chicken feet. I can't get behind chicken no, feet. No, 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 no. in South America, years ago, I was on a semester abroad, and I was living with a family in this, like, you know, a poorer area, and they had chickens in the back, and they made chicken soup, and I, I was eating it, and as the broth went down, this chicken foot just appeared <laughs> in the soup, and I was, and I was trying to be polite, because it was like a family I was living with on this sort of exchange program, and uh, I just couldn't, you know? And I, they were doing it as like I guess it's like um, it's supposed to be very good for your digestion or I don't know what. Um, but I didn't want to offend them, but I also couldn't. You know, I just I sort of please no, it's too much. You must, you have it. <laughs> um, so yeah, but I, I yeah. And oh, this was what I'll say. Another cuisine I don't like, which also is maybe unpopular to say, but um, like Southern American food. Yeah. Like um, Cajun, like I went to New Orleans and I didn't like it. You know, like people love that stuff, like that kind of soul food. Um, I, I kind of even get into the gumbo a little bit, um, but yeah, all of that kind of fried uh, um, southern food isn't—it's just too much for me. And also, one of the most disgusting things I had there were the oysters. The oysters that come from the Gulf—they're huge. Okay. And they're, it's just too much. I, li- I can, I enjoy an oyster, you know? Um, and I say this as a lesbian. <laughs> I enjoy an oyster. But like the small, the, the ones that you get up here, the ones that are from Maine, the PI, or yeah. like even like Japan. Like or, like, yeah, or... yeah, yeah. But the ones there, I can't even explain to you how disgusting it is to have an oyster that enormous <laughs> and have to put that back. Like it was just, um, yeah. So that, I would say, yeah, all of that kind of like, so I hate grits, like I can't. Um, so that, yeah, those are the things. Otherwise, I'm pretty, uh, pretty open. Okay. Yeah. It seems like this podcast always comes around to pizza. It's a good, I think everybody loves pizza. So are you on a thin slice or a thick slice? Like the Definitely, um, I prefer a thin slice. Oh, yeah? I could get into a nice pan pizza, you know, if it's like, if the bread, if it's been sitting in that oily pan, <laughs> like that Pizza Hut style, okay. you know, I mean, of course, um, I won't say no. <laughs> I almost won't say no in any pizza. The only pizza I couldn't eat was in Chicago. We ordered um, a pizza, a Chicago-style pizza, and that, and then maybe there's some that are good, but this one, the bread was enormous. It was so thick, and it wasn't like crispy and buttery or anything. It was just like, just like heavy, and, okay. you know. And then, and then the sauce was on top of the cheese, oh. so the cheese hadn't been like really. It was melted, but it hadn't been underneath any kind of a, you know, it, it wasn't browned in any yeah, way, you know. Weird. Which is, and then the sauce is on top, and you're like, what is the point of? This, you know? Well, in the last podcast I had, we were talking about how great Chicago style is. But if you're putting the cheese on, then the sauce, it just... But that's actually true Chicago style is oh. a sauce on top. That's... I mean, from what I understood. And 
and maybe there and there's places in Chicago that don't serve it that way, and maybe there's a way to order it without it being that way. But um, I was like in Chicago, I'm like, we're gonna get the Chicago style, and it's true that we did it delivery, and that may not be the same, and it was a really cold out. Um, it was like Canada. I didn't know anywhere in America could get as cold as <laughs> in like you know Winnipeg or whatever. But um, but yeah, no, it, it came like that, and I. Yeah, I just really cannot find it. And I like, and I like to have the like the pepperoni or whatever on, on top. I like this stuff to be crispy on top. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. And don't put the pepperoni under the cheese. Yeah. I mean, I don't like the pepperoni under the cheese because it can't get cooked up. I think this is going to be a great debate almost <laughs> because some people love it under. I, I, what I do you? I, when I make it at home. And, if my wife isn't cooking, we have pizza Fridays every Friday. Okay. Your home sounds really fun. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say? Um, so if she's cooking, she'll make something extremely healthy. And it keeps us in check at home because yeah. she's a lot healthier than I am. And so she'll make just a little bit of cheese. But if I'm making it at home, I'll put tomato sauce, cheese, whatever toppings I can find, and then another layer of cheese. Oh, wow. So, okay, that's like almost like, like a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's almost like when people make nachos and they put like the cheese on it, yeah. which I, which I like. Yes, uh, I agree with that. I hate going to a, to a place and the nachos are not layered with the cheese. No, you just you get a whole bunch of just boring. hot chips at the bottom yeah. with nothing on them. Well, usually when you get that in the bottom, too, they're not even hot. They no, they're not even. The oil dripping down from the only single layer of cheese. Yeah. It's almost like a sad plate at the bottom if they're not like Yeah. No, it's so sad. It's true. <laughs> but it's true that when you eat at home, even if you're making stuff that's um, a bit, like, decadent, it's still always, it's always going to be healthier and less fattening than eating out. Yeah. Do you guys go out? Like, if you, were, if you were to go to a restaurant, like, where would you go? I, I would go to a Brazilian steakhouse. Okay. Um, Gauchos is probably one of my favorites. Okay. I don't know if you've ever been. I've been to Brazilian before, but only, like, once or twice. I guess like when I was in Brazil. Okay. And once in Montreal. And I remember the best advice I got was don't take the meats that they bring you around at the beginning. Because they try to fill you up on the cheaper stuff. Uh-huh. And then at the end is when they bring out the, like, the steak and stuff. Nice. Yeah. Did you do the... Nobody's ever gave me that advice. But is that how it works? For yes. When you've been there? Yeah. 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 Little, piece of, little piece of insider advice for the listeners. Yes. I, I'm going to take that advice next time I go. It's been a while since I've gone. It's but very sneaky, you know, because yeah. they're like, here's all the cheap stuff. And then I, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is I so think fun. we're going next weekend. So my wife and I, we got, yeah. I, I, I was going to say we got rid of my son, but <laughs> just got rid of him just, for the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, so. we, um, we murdered him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think we're going there. We have plans. Okay. I'm excited already for two weeks from now. Yeah, nice. That's my favorite restaurant. Okay, gauchos. I also, um, I've noticed there's, and maybe this is just the area I'm in, but it seems like there's a lot of um, uh, Asian, different kinds of Asian food yes. here in Calgary. I haven't noticed a lot of Latino. It seems like there's, you know, there's some cities just have different immigrant groups and they like specialize in, like for example, like in Washington, there's like really good Ethiopian, obviously Vancouver is, you know, sushi and, um, and certain areas of the U.S. have amazing Mexican. But here, I don't know what the main, uh, most represented immigrant group is, but if I, I don't know either, but there is a large Asian influence. Lately, I've been having a lot of Filipino food. Oh, Yeah. Where I work, there's a large Filipino crowd, and 
they make amazing food. I love Filipino spaghetti. Ooh, okay. I don't think I've had Filipino food. I've had, like, all the other Asian groups, but... Yeah, it's... I like it. Um, they have... Well, the spaghetti is a little bit more on the sweeter side. Okay. So it almost tastes like ketchup, like I'm not a sweet ketchup, and okay. I love ketchup, I'll put that on anything. And, oh my god, that's um, so funny. Wait, what will you, what, where do you put ketchup on that, like, people would it normally? I don't know. I, do you do it on eggs? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What about hot sauce? Are you a hot sauce person? Yeah, I've been having a lot of sriracha lately. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because I, I used to go really, really hot, and then lately I've been finding that I want more flavor with the heat. Yeah. So I find that sriracha is that like really good amount of heat, but with a really good flavor. So. Yeah, yeah. Or or chipotle hot sauce, I like that yeah. as well. So. Yeah, sriracha does seem to be the sort of universal go-to. Yeah. Uh, versus like a Tabasco or something. Yeah. I, I do like a Tabasco. My wife has Frank's. She likes that. But oh yeah. It's. I'll still try hotter ones, but I, I like something with more flavor and not so runny. I yeah. find Frank's is really runny, almost like a vinegary runniness. Yeah, sriracha, you can just do a dot. You know? Yes. Because when, when I first started uh, dating my wife, I wanted to impress her, and she would put sriracha, so I would, like, put some on my food, and then I eventually just scaled it back to where I was, like, putting, like, literally a symbolic dot on my plate, <laughs> and now I don't even bother anymore. But that's because we're married, and I just yeah. locked in, so I don't need to pretend. <laughs> I guess I did the same thing where I'd try to eat spinach or lettuce. Yeah, hot sauce was my thing like that. So, did she ever make something and you just eat it out of politeness and you don't like it? Maybe we'll just not let her listen to this. Uh, Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything. Or maybe with friends and family that... Um, what is she? No, because I'm trying to think if there's anything. I mean, she was cooking something the other day that she just burns. And I was like, just you have to try it. You know what I mean? No, I guess we're too honest with each other. We wouldn't... I wouldn't... Like, we kind of roast each other a lot. So I I wouldn't... I wouldn't... I would tell her. Oh, okay. Um, But she... Her strength in the kitchen is, um, yeah, Arabic food, basically. So her... Like, the thing that she would make if we had people over would be mostly, like, Arabic breakfast stuff. So, um, like, fried halloumi and something called food, which is, like, a kind of theme like chickpea type of uh, it's not chickpeas it's another one but in one of those kind of beans that she makes it up with like olive oil and garlic and onions and, um, yeah and like tomato and cucumber uh, salads and um, latne which is like a kind of yogurt type of sort of between like yogurt and tzatziki yeah and, uh, and then these kind of Arabic type of pizzas um, that are like almost like a flat like pita type thing with um, some of the cheese or za'atar, which is like the herbs. Um, and um, I think what else is an Arabic breakfast? Well, eggs. And, yeah. That sounds delicious. It's really good, yeah. <laughs> it's good and it's like pretty healthy breakfast. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like I said, just love all food. Yeah. Now I'm just hungry for that. Fried, fried halloumi is, uh, I mean, that's where it's at. Have you ever had no. halloumi cheese? It's like a hard, salty cheese, like kind of like... Um, you know, like kind of in not feta really, but yeah, yeah. I, I know that the Greeks Let's do uh, fried cheese. Oh, the saganaki. Yeah. Oh, like that's, sorry, I swore on this. That's a. I was trying to swear, but yeah, the uh, the saganaki when they bring it to you, yeah. it's like on fire. Oh, yeah. I live for. Yeah, I mean, cheese is really my main vice. Yeah. 
I like meat too. I wish a lot of people think that uh, people assume that I'm a vegetarian because I'm married to a woman, but it's yeah. <laughs> definitely a, a stereotype that I don't live up to. Um, I wish I could. I wish I could give up. I really, really. Uh, I know it would be um, healthy and ethically sound, but I just. I can't. I can't give it up. I've never even tried. <laughs> no. Um, I just know myself, yeah. And I find that there's always a new one to discover. Yeah. So it keeps it exciting, almost. Yeah. So there's yeah. always... I love cheese as well. I'm not, yeah. not disagreeing with you there. I mean, Quebec it has, is such a place with so many so many cheeses uh, and breads and yeah, all that stuff. It's amazing there. And we have, like, very... I feel like Quebec has some, like, very relaxed regulations when it comes to what's allowed in terms okay. of pasteurization. There's some things that are uh, that you can find in Quebec that I think you can't find in other places. Yeah. The stricter laws around that. I'm going to have to get to Quebec and have more cheese, I guess. Then. Yeah, you have to. There's so many. You go to one of the markets. So, yeah. yeah. Um, when we, my wife and I drove across the country, drove, eh, drove across the country and we all we wanted to do was have local things sometimes and we wanted to stop in Quebec. Yeah, well, and the best. There, yeah. And when I think of foods from a place, I think food trucks or street vendors or stuff like that. Yeah. And we were driving, and we pulled into a gas station, and we saw a food truck a little down the road, and it had a big food team sign. Yeah. And we got all excited, and we drove up, and it was closed for the day. So we didn't have a Quebec food team that day. But... We'll get back. I see it. I see poutine in other parts of Canada, and it's just not. Um, it's not the same. Exactly. Some places have it decent, but um, yeah, the uh, yeah the poutine. I, you know, if you ever go to want to combine food and comedy, go come when it's the Just for Last festival in Montreal, and then that whole area where the festival is is like a called, it's called the festival zone, basically. Cafes picked up, and there's like a a whole area of food trucks that are set up during that whole period and it's just like a sea of different food trucks okay. and uh, and yeah you could eat a different food truck every day and go see comedy and then, yeah. what I like about food trucks is the uniqueness they all have these little dishes that would be awesome and I just want to eat at all these food trucks especially when they're together yeah and, but I find the food trucks in Calgary they make such big portions that if you get one place you you're done. Full by the time you end. Yeah. So I'd like little smaller portions. Yeah, so you can sample. Yes. That's my dream food truck yeah, yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah. Just run from one to the other. So when you go back home, you're going to New York, is there stuff that you miss from Canada that you just can't get? Like, say, all dressed chips or Smarties or oh, anything yeah. like that? I mean, I do um, ketchup. I always like ketchup chips, actually. Okay. Uh, coffee crisp. Yeah, I think those are, um, and, uh, but no, it's more, um, those, in terms of junk food and stuff, that, that definitely is something I miss, um, but it's, uh, Montreal is definitely the, like, a good croissant, it's really hard to find that anywhere. Okay. There's, um, there's everything, and there are, I'm sure, a couple of places that have a good croissant, but... In Montreal, it's like everywhere, you know, and and even places that look like they're going to be good in New York, they don't really know how to make them, you know. So I'd say that I miss I miss Montreal bagels and um, and smoked meat and yeah. 
So you're talking, stuff. you're talking about croissants. Yeah. Do you have the Krona in New York? The Krona, yes. Yeah, Did that good? start in New York? I, I think I, so. I, I mean, you know, I, I tasted it. It wasn't, uh, it was it was good, you know, but it wasn't something that, uh, it was kind of more of a gimmick thing than something that I would okay. generally make a thing that I would have, you know, like if I want a sweet, like I love a chocolate chip cookie, or but it didn't, it's not like the Krona became part of that. I like donuts. Yes. There's a lot of designer type donuts that became very popular, um, and those I really like, okay. yeah, there's a couple of places with, like, just such a variety of flavors that you might have a Mexican, like, chocolate-type donut or, yeah. Yeah, I... So that's that's the thing that I think, the new dessert thing that I'm into. Yeah, I, I had a couple of the designer donuts. There was one, a uh, maple bacon one that I really enjoyed. Uh-huh, yeah, I'm and, down with that. Yeah, I, 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 I like that, the yeah. savory, <laughs> the savory donut for sure. It's yeah. more unique. Yeah. We, my sister-in-law is a big food fan, too. She came over with four donuts in her four I'll cut the four donuts in the fours and got to try each one. I like doing stuff like that. Like just having a large variety of small Yeah. Bugs. There's a really great donut place that makes beautiful like, designer donuts in Montreal. If you guys... If you, I'm trying to remember the name of it now. Uh, anyway... I'll send you all the stuff and you can throw it up under the podcast. <laughs> we'll put some links for people to, yeah. Yeah, so, um, well, that's all the time today. So, thanks, thanks again. I really enjoyed this talk. Uh, um, anything you want to promote or anything coming up in your world? I guess I would, uh, well, I would say for people to follow me online, my website's jessolomon.com, S-A-L-O-M-O-N. And on Instagram and Twitter, it's Jess underscore Solomon. My wife and I, uh, who is she's also a comedian, Iman Alusani, we have um, a cartoon that we just started uh, that we put up. I guess Instagram's the best place to follow, but it's on Twitter and Facebook too. It's called at the L E L Solomon S A L O M O N S, and they're just fun cartoons, basically about our marriage, about being a Jewish uh, Palestinian lesbian couple, <laughs> and uh, about just our everyday stuff and um, our interactions with each other and with with the outside world. And, Awesome. Awesome. Thanks again. I will. Thank you. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. You know, tune in next week where we have comedian Andy Haynes coming on. We fixed some of the uh, audio issues, so I hope you enjoy it a little bit more. And thanks for sticking around for that whole podcast. You know, some, some spots were rough, but I really enjoyed the conversation. And I did get out to Gaucho's. My wife and I went there for lunch one day, and it was amazing. So if you ever have a chance, get out, have some Brazilian barbecue. And you know what? You enjoyed the podcast, and keep playing with your food. Thanks.